<laughs> well, hi there. I'm Heidi, and this is the Surviving Changes podcast. Today, we're talking about surviving success. I missed you yesterday for two reasons, and both had to do with surviving success. The first reason is quite literal. Uh, one of my many hats is I'm a co-owner of Cabo and a Click.com, and it's spring break. <laughs> Cabo's killed at the, at the COVID thing, and so we're pretty busy. So I was quite literally surviving success yesterday. Um, <laughs> I love helping make memories. You, if you're not in Cabo, I don't know why you're not in Cabo. But the other reason is, is because this is episode 10 of season one. And so I was kind of deciding if I wanted to delve into each one of the issues that we've kind of talked about up until now and do interviews, buy some equipment, and actually succeed together at this surviving changes thing, or just call it a fun experiment at season one. And so when we started it, all of this uh, good time just 11 days ago, I didn't know if I was going to like hanging out with you in this kind of format. I've been asked to share uh, some stuff in the past, and I've tried on several occasions, uh, and I've always hated it and stopped the other formats. It either took too much work to like look good for a YouTube video or to keep a blog going, uh, but it turns out picking up a mic and talking to you is pretty fun. Uh, I like doing it, and I think that regardless of what you're trying to survive in your world, that there's probably something in one of these episodes that you'll relate to as we end up talking more about my experiences and we talk to some of the people that I've met along the way. So the other part of the Surviving Changes podcast success, though, is you. And so I am going to need your help just a little bit. I don't need your money. Uh, I don't need your information. I don't need anything like that. But to take the time and the effort to put together season two, I do need to see that you're listening. So regardless of where you get your podcasts, the creepy algorithms that run the world, um, will let me know that you're listening. And so I do know that in less than two weeks, the Surviving Changing podcast has been downloaded in eight countries. Uh, the U.S., Mexico, Canada, of course, France, Ireland, uh, United Arab Emirates, which I'll talk about Abu Dhabi. The only time I've ever been really scared in my world travels was when I was Abu Dhabi. Um, Bosnia and Indonesia. And so at this point, I consider that a success. It's been less than two weeks. The first, so literally 11 days ago. So um, if you do want a season two, please hit share to support it so that I can see that you're actually wanting season two. You don't have to do it all the time unless you find it useful, but please do it this time so I know that you want more and we keep going. So as far as surviving success goes, most people think that I am a little bit crazy. Well, <laughs> not just for this reason, for many, but um, I got to tell you that success actually costs me everything. Now, I, I've heard people say you can never be too successful or too smart or have too much money. And whenever I hear those things, I know for a fact that they have never had any of those things at all because you can be too successful. You can be too smart and you can have too much money, it turns out. I know I lived it. We'll talk about it. Um, but for today and surviving success, just my little introduction story for you is this quick snippet of what I mean. And we can talk about it more in season two. So back when I first opened my law office uh, on Colby Avenue in Everett, Washington, I still qualified for food stamps. Okay, so it wasn't until my third month in practice that I was actually able to write the welfare office and say, thank you for your help, but I no longer qualify for food stamps. I hope to pay it back someday. Awesome day. Um, 
And in fact, I've paid it back over and over and over again, I promise. But so for those seven years, I wasn't just poor. I, I like food stamp poor. We were like on occasion food bank poor. Remember, I'd been in school full-time for seven years. So if it didn't come in the form of a student loan or a grant or a handout from somebody during that time, probably uh, I didn't have it. So during those three months, um, as I was trying to unqualify myself for food stamps after I passed the bar and I can finally now go practice, I explored every way possible to advertise. In 2003, which is when I started, in Snohomish County, uh, there was only pretty much old white lawyers that were running the show in uh, criminal law and trial law. And because I was on trial team, those are the areas of law that I was going into. I do enjoy uh, trial, it turns out. So, um, and they had like, we're talking generationally old white lawyers and judges and all of that running the show. Like, the kind that have pictures of uh, their senator dads shaking the hands of the president at the time on the walls. Um, like, a real generational thing. And so, there was no chance that I was going to, my little welfare um, self, take any of their business. It was a generational business. If you got in trouble, this is who you called. Or you looked in the phone book. And those those folks stick together. Like, their lives depend on it. And it turns out that's because it's often the case that it does. Um, But I was lucky because back in 2003 and on up was when Google was just starting with their creepiness in regards to how their new algorithms worked, right? Um, No old white lawyers in Snohomish County at all were advertising on the Internet at that point at all. Uh, In fact, the guy that I office shared space with um, named Tom, the very first – and we'll talk about Tom a lot because Tom really helped me. Um, he let me slide on rent those first couple months. Otherwise, we, we'd, we'd eventually be here, but we wouldn't have been here in this form. So, um, But when I told him I was going to advertise on the internet, he looked at me and he just laughed out loud. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I can't afford. I looked because everybody advertised in the phone book. And it was um, by seniority. And so they had been in, there was like pages of phone book ads, and they like $1,800, $3,000. I'm like, well, I can't afford a phone book ad. And so I'm going to buy a five-page website on Tripod. Uh, I think it was like 9 bucks, And he just, I mean, he laughed so hard at me. Um, <laughs> no one is ever going to pick their lawyer from the internet, Heidi. And Tom was right about a lot of things along the way, but he was dead fucking wrong on that one. Um, So I started a website called uh, speedingticketsdismissed.com, and that's where people could actually – uh, like answer a form that I had filled out, all the stuff a court was going to ask me and all the information that I had to put on the court forms essentially, and they could upload their ticket and then they could pay. And I had no idea if it would work in any way, shape, or form, but I know I knew nobody else was doing it, and I also knew that the traffic tickets were decent pay for the amount of work, and it was a great way for me to get into court. Um, so there was a lot of reasons why it was a good fit. And so... I got this website up and going, and sure as shit, Leslie, who is my uh, prison mate of 20 years I talked about earlier, uh, woke up to a $300 payment as we slept. Uh, Making $300 at that time, 
took us a lot of work, and so it was it was crazy. We had worked so hard for so long, and now this website made money as we actually were sleeping. And so it got to where, like, we would go to bed and bet, do you think we're going to make something tonight as we sleep? And then we'd wake up in the morning and, like, be, oh, God, we made another $300. Unbelievable. You know? And so it kind of went like that. And then it got to a point where, because I got pretty good at learning those creepy algorithms myself, um, that we're now all of a sudden betting on how much, okay, do you think we're going to make 900 tonight or are we going to make 1200 tonight? <laughs> and once we actually got to about 4000 a night, we stopped uh, even betting. It actually didn't become fun anymore. And it actually <laughs> it turns out that... Um, even at that small level, and it ended up getting way out of hand, but even at that small level, it, it just wasn't fun anymore. We now had to start finding legal write-offs because we were making too much money as we slept. It was either that or pay the government. Instead of betting on how much we made as we slept, we had to start betting on, all right, how much do we have to spend today in one of the tax write-off columns? I mean, and eventually the whole thing just imploded. Uh, that kind of success is something that a person needs to be prepared for and understand that you're going to go through stages. It's no different than um, like when someone dies. You go through, it's proven fact, uh, everyone goes through things, grief, denial, uh, all of those those things that the studies say you go through, right? The same thing with substance abuse re and recovery. Uh, there are stages there. We all will go through them. That's a proven fact that goes way back before both you and I. Um, it's just a matter of how long we're going to stay stuck in any one of those stages, right? That's what makes the difference between us. But we're all going to go through them. And success is the same way. You test it. You don't believe it at first. And eventually you get up to entitlement. And um, things things do get out of hand. So... Just just so you know, success can be a dangerous thing. So do be careful what you wish for. Uh, and do if you wish for a season two of the Surviving Changes podcast. I am going to need you to hit the share button now so that I can see it. Um, I mean, we're all in this together. We might as well start adapting, right? Because the crapping thing's starting to stink the place up. I gotta be, I gotta, I gotta tell you, between you and I, <laughs> you feel me? The crapping over there is starting to stink a little. So let's get to adapting, you guys. Hit the share button. I'll buy some decent equipment, line up the usual suspects, and then meet you all back here for season two. I'm Heidi, and this is the Surviving Changes Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Surviving Changes Podcast. The Don't Crap Adapt slogan is officially owned by 2021 Inc. The Surviving Changes Podcast has been given limited authorization to use the slogan in various forms, so long as we attach this disclaimer where appropriate and tie 90% of all net proceeds and half of our soul to 2021 Inc.'s parent company, Surviving 2020. Warning, side effects may include growth. Nothing in the Surviving Changes Podcast is intended to diagnose, treat, or inform. If you learn something along the way that helps you to adapt instead of crap, that's completely on you. Show notes can be found at survivingchanges.com. Don't forget, sharing is caring.